Hey, what's going on, parents? Happy Teenager Tuesday. Uh, welcome back. Uh, if you, we haven't met, my name is Will Perry. I'm the lead student pastor here at Hope. And for uh, the next few weeks, well, we're going to take one small break in between, but uh, for the next series on hot topics, we're going to be uh, talking about elevating scripture. And with me is the email that all of you know here at Hope, Kira Watson. Hey, Kira. Hey, how's it going? It's good. How are you doing? <laughs> good. That's pretty good. Uh, so Thanksgiving, what are you doing? What are you and Skylar doing for Thanksgiving? So I don't know, honestly. I think we'll probably, we typically split the day half and half between oh, yeah. my family and his family. Nice. So we'll probably do that halfway in between. We'll go let our dog out and spend some time at home. Oh, but there you go. Just family time. You don't let your cat out, huh? No, our cats don't roam. No. They stay inside. That's good, or else they would roam too far. Yeah. And then, but you could then you could have like a homeward bound thing going on. You know <laughs> oh, what I mean? Nineties movie. That just movie. makes me so nervous. <laughs> Did you ever watch Milo and Otis? Yeah. Oh, so cute. So sad. Okay. Um, yeah. So, like I said, parents, we're we're talking about elevating scripture, um, and we want to spend some time on this. Um, uh, it's not the hottest of topics. We've been covering probably more controversial stuff. Yeah. Maybe not controversial is the right word, but just um, hot top felt felt needs kind of things. But um, this is definitely something that we have felt this tension of elevating the authority of scripture, even in statistics. And we'll get to that outside of hope, especially inside of hope. Um, but where do we start today? Yeah, I think first it starts with parents, all of us really, uh, visibly elevating the authority of scripture in our life personally. So throughout this whole podcast, as we are talking, um, we're going to have this one question in the back of our minds. Where am I at with all of this personally? Yeah. So as we continue talking, parents, just keep that question in the back of your minds. Where am I at with all of this personally? So here's what the Bible says about all that scripture can be used for. It's found in 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17. It says, all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. Yeah, I love that verse and that it says at the end, to do it equips you to do every good work you know it it's kind of like with parents kind of thinking how is this about me then or how does it start with me is yeah. maybe a good better, better way to say that is like how the more we believe that to be true about god's word the more we will put that into action the more students will see it right the more they'll be like uh, they will the more likely they will think that scripture has authority because it is moving and changing and is a part of your life. Yeah. yeah. And your family. And your family. Yes. Yeah. And your family. Because uh, by and large, there's some not great statistics out there, right? Yeah, Kira? absolutely. Yeah. So here are just a few from Christian uh, Christianity Today. The first one is while 51% of teens surveyed self-identified as Christian, just 8% of those 51% display the beliefs and habits of a committed Christian. Yeah, which is interesting to say you believe one thing, but then if, if you really believe something, you'll yeah. do something about it. Right? I'd be curious as to how many of those people surveyed would live live in the Bible Belt, mm. just based on some things that yeah. we've kind of observed. And you'll get into our statistics for Hope students a little bit later. Yeah. Um, but to continue for uh, Christianity Today, Three in five teens in the U.S. say that they've never read religious scripture on their own. At all. At all. 
No, I mean any religious scripture. You know, they they're not reading the Quran. Nope. They're not reading the Bible. They're not reading religious text. Of right. Any kind. Yeah. Three That's of five. Lot. Yeah. And then two out of every five teens in the U.S. claim no religion. Interesting. It's interesting that two out of five claim no religion, but then there were more that said they never read the text. Right. <laughs> so it's like, do you actually know what you believe? Yes. We're just struggling in that tension. Of, yes. And that's that's why we're doing these podcasts. Yes. Because yeah. we just wonder how many parents are struggling with this if, if our teenagers are struggling. For with sure. It. And, uh, you know, parents can struggle with it too of like, man, I've said it and do they hear it and do they understand it? And we'll, mm -hmm. we'll kind of get to some like, resources and tips later at a podcast of like how you can better teach the authority of scripture, which is not a fun word that people love, the word authority, right? Um, but a necessary word when it comes to scripture. Uh, some t statistics that come from Hope, uh, you know, we do a, a big survey at the beginning of the school year every year, and we get about 800 surveys back, which is pretty good. That's a bunch of yeah. data for our home church and community. And um, uh, one question that we asked was, how often do you usually read the Bible on your own? Um, now, on, a, on the plus side, 65% of our students said they read the Bible at least one or two times or or more, way more. You know, that's great. Uh, like 15% said five times or more. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, however, of those students, high school, there were 35% of our high schoolers, uh, which do the math, 30, you know, 35% of 400 or so, because not middle school, just high school. Mm -hmm. um, they say they don't ever usually read the Bible on their own. So they're at church, here's yeah. the Bible, but you know, do you ever do something on your own? Middle school was slightly worse than okay. that. Uh, for middle school, the percentage of students who said, I don't usually read scripture on my own was 44%. Wow. So almost half. Almost half, yeah. Almost half, yeah. Uh, which again, glass half full, glass half empty. Mm -hmm. You know, it'd be great if that was in the single digits. Right, yeah. Um, but another thing we asked about biblical engagement is, uh, like, what's your biggest struggle when engaging with the Bible? And, uh, like, together, uh, both 5% of middle school and 5% of high school, they responded by saying either, I don't think it's all true, or I don't think it'll do that much for my life if I read it. 5% wow. of both middle school and high school. That That's, that's a bunch of people. Yeah. You know? Um, that's crazy. Yeah. It's it's slightly higher than I thought that question sure. was going to be, you know? Uh, another thing was, another thing another thing that a lot of students said was uh, their biggest struggle when it comes to reading the Bible is uh, they just forget. They get busy and forget. Yeah, I think that's relatable. Yeah. Right, I think we're all guilty of that right. to some extent. And if we're not intentional, we, we say this in a, uh, like maybe two weeks from now in a podcast, but if we're not consistent, like then... Yeah, like if we're not consistent, then we can just let it get busy and stay in the busy and we forget Absolutely. busy, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, one other thing was that 25% of middle schoolers said that they don't know where to start. That's it. They said their biggest struggle, one out of four middle schoolers at our church said the biggest thing that they struggled with is they just didn't need, they, they didn't know where to start. Wow. Like that was it. So like as they parents, be guided. right. As parents of like, I think sometimes we get nervous of either put, being pushy or stepping on toes mm -hmm. or the monotony of creating a consistent habit. Yeah. Uh, when one out of every four middle schoolers at our church is just saying, I don't know where to start. So I don't read. Yeah. You know, I struggle with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's crazy. Now, if you're wondering parents, uh, we do have a resource and then we're going to get to a few other things today. 
Um, if you're like, well, how do I, I don't, I've never led a Devo at church or anything. I've never prayed out loud, whatever. Uh, we have a resource. If you go to hopefellowship.net slash students, you yep. scroll down, click on the parent resource. It's about halfway down, I think, yeah. on the webpage. Uh, there is a resource that is titled How to Lead a Family Devo. And it's super simple. It's one page and uh, it, it helps get you started on that. So I uh, would love for you to go check that resource out. Yeah. Now, Kira, what's, what do we got next? Yeah, so we're going to get a little bit more practical. So how seriously do you take scripture? Hmm. Do you base your parenting points on scripture mm -hmm. or is it just based on a because I said so mentality. Oh yeah, yeah. So when your student says something wrong, are you pointing them back to scripture and God's love for them and kind of why it's wrong and why we shouldn't do those things? Or are you just saying, nope, shouldn't do that. Yeah. That's not what we do. That's <laughs> we're, you know, I, I feel like I hear families say this all the time, but it's like, we're the Watsons. We don't do that <laughs> because we're the Watsons. <laughs> but it's like, okay, but your identity shouldn't be in your last name. It should be in God. Yeah. So how do you kind of pull on that tension? That's true. Yeah. Because I mean, Kelsey and I have family values, but we we have uh, scripture. We have family verse that backs right. all of those values Based up. Based on. Yeah. yeah. So I actually listened to a podcast the other day on the Bible as spiritual authority from John Mark Comer, which love him. He's yeah, great. He's great. Great resource. Yeah. If you're like super heady then you would love this guy. Yes. Very calm, like coffee shop preacher yeah, kind of feel. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Um, but he said something really interesting to me, and I'd, I'd never thought of it this way before. But he said, all temptation is at its core the temptation to redefine good and evil for ourselves apart from God based on the voice in our head and desire in our heart rather than trusting God. So then he continued to say a couple things about sin. And he said, sin is the unwillingness to trust that what God wants for me is my deepest happiness. We sin because we believe a lie about what we think will make us happy more than we trust in the word of God, which just kind of points back to guiding them back to scripture, yeah. guiding them back to that foundation and that foundational truth. And Matthew 4, 1 through 11, if you have time to read through that on your own, Jesus trusts in scripture as an act of trusting God. Mm -hmm. And that passage just kind yeah. of goes to and prove Jesus that. Jesus is everything to us as Christians. Exactly. So, yeah. He's the foundation of yeah. it all, right? And if scripture is important to him. Yeah. Yeah. So this is common knowledge, but Jesus was perfect. We're not. So how do you get, how do we get to the point where we're trusting in God enough to trust in his word, yeah. just like Jesus did. Yeah, I love that question. Do we, do we trust in God enough that we trust his word? Yeah. That's a really good question to think through too. Because if we trust in God enough like we for us to trust his word, then we will take what his word says more seriously. Right. And we won't just be like, that's a good idea. We'll be like, I need to do this. How do I apply this? What Was this a command, mm -hmm. you know? Absolutely. Yeah. That's good. Well, leaving off today, we want to leave you with a few questions for you to kind of digest, and then we'll sign off. Um, and uh, we'll see you back next Tuesday uh, for uh, something special. But um, uh, the first one, where, uh, for you as a parent, uh, where's your trust? What does that look like in your family? Can your family see where your trust is? Uh, you know, one day when my daughter is older, I want to share finances with her, not yeah. so she can see all the money and everything, but so she can see that we, we tithe to our church and we're generous with other people. You know, it's like, mm -hmm. a, and, and we don't do that because it's a good thing to do. We do that because God's word says, this is the good, this is the thing to do, right. you know? Um, number two, do you believe in the inerrancy of scripture 
as a parent? Do you believe in that? And uh, if if not, where are you wrestling with that? What do you mm-hmm. do with like, uh, man, there's I've gone through the over 100 quote unquote contradictions in scripture. Not really contradictions, but um, that's a long conversation. Yeah. Uh, but like, what do you believe about that inerrancy of God's word? Yeah. And then number three is as a family, uh, where or why do you struggle uh, with making time to read and study scripture as a family wow. or maybe even on your own, you know, yeah. like where, where, where do I struggle with that? Why do I struggle with that? And then what can I do because of it? Um, parents, there's a little slightly longer episode, so we're going to sign off, but we love you guys. We'll see you next week. And uh, remember you can do this. You're not alone. God is with you. And so are we. Yeah.